recording started. All right. Okay. Let me do this. Um, sorry for my. Um, I was going to say. I was saying. Um, in the scripture, when Jesus said to the folks, "Who do you say that I am?" Um, and the disciples were like us, and they gave answers. And then one of them finally gave the right answer. And uh, and so everyone shut their, their uh, mute, mute button on. Uh, Jesus didn't tell them that, but that's a good thing to do. So everyone mute on. Um, but one of them um, said, um, you're the son of God. And then Jesus said, you know, blessed are you, you know, Simon Bar-Jonah. Um, for my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And so wherever you go, um, that can happen to you. That's how you really hear, you know, in your in your threefold is you receive it from the Father, right? And so you don't have to be open to me or open to your pastor or open to your speaker or open to whatever. You need to be open to him so that our Father who who – abides in the heavenlies can download what you need um, for your life uh, what you need for your family what you need for your city what you need for your territory what you need for your occupation on earth and your occupation in the heavenlies so hopefully right now um, you guys are are going oh i want to be in that place where i'm open to receive from from heaven and that's to be a good thing so we're still doing our intro here um Matthew twenty three thirteen. This is kind of you know being my my um, my um, I don't know something. Um, not mantra, kind of motivation. Yeah. So Matthew twenty three thirteen says, "But woe to you, scribes um, and Pharisees, pretenders, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces." For you neither enter yourself, nor do you allow those who are about to go into do so. Right? The Living Translation says, Woe to you Pharisees and you other religious teachers, uh, leaders, hypocrites, for you won't let others enter the kingdom of heaven, and you won't go in yourselves. And so I'm doing my, my best to um, not be in the category of scribes and Pharisees. And um, I was really convicted, oof, man, is it two years ago now? Maybe two years ago that um, there were things in my lifestyle and in my example that was actually closing the door to other believers. And I thought that can't be because I wasn't, you know, you know, saying don't go there, don't do that. But there was something that the, the Lord was telling me that I uh, was encouraging people to go go deeper or go beyond the veil or whatever. And I guess it was my own personal fear of the unknown or whatever. Uh, it was things I wasn't saying, the things I wasn't amening, the things that I wasn't uh, zealous for was communicating to people in my sphere of influence not to go into the things of the kingdom. And so I am trying to do all that I can, not out of a mm, God will love me more type deal, but out of who I am. And that's one to encourage people to go in, into the door. So I have my own translation of Matthew 23, 13. And it says, uh, you call yourself leaders, but you, but your fear motivation leads you nowhere. 
And so that's really the power of fear in leaders and even in ourselves that it, it won't take us anywhere. And it, it's a sad thing. Um, uh, and it's a, it's, it's a powerful motivation. And that's why, um, you know, love casts out fear because love is more is stronger than fear. But we got to deal with fear. You, you can't be passive with fear. You have to face fear and put a, put a stake through its heart. And it goes on, my translation says, um, by your words and public actions, you don't give permission to others to enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And I, I know this is true for me, but by your, uh, by your words and public actions, you're not, what is that? Um, yeah, you're not, um, you're not giving permission. So it's kind of, it's not that we're walking around going, oh, don't go to Ian Kling conference. Oh, don't pray hard. Oh, don't, don't do trading. We don't, we don't verbally say that, but a lot of our silence and our facial expressions and the things that we support um, with our emotions and stuff says a whole lot to people, you know, and there's ways to question and ponder that's encouraging. And there's ways that we question that's discouraging, you know, and so I'm just uh, living that place where, you know, my hope is um, to never shut the door to any of you guys. Anyway, so then there's this obstacle that we kind of live with that we need to overcome in, in preparing for any teaching. John 3, verse 12. And this is, I kind of got this early this week. John 3, verse 12, and it's Jesus saying to uh, Nicodemus, yeah. Um, if I have told you things that happen right here on earth, and yet none of you believes me, how can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? So... Eric, you keep coming in and out. I'm recording for you. And you're not online. Dude. Yep, you're online now. Okay, hold on a second. So for future teachers, what you want to do is you want to have somebody um, monitor the stuff so you don't keep playing and then having to back talk and figure out what you're doing and or not doing. And then it's all good. Um, but there, that scripture um, that Jesus says, um, how can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? My goal is to tell you of heavenly things. That's my goal. And so, but my goal is not just to tell you of heavenly things. My goal is that you would uh, receive heavenly things too. And so, I'm going to be faithful to share um, what um, I'm hearing, seeing, and all that. And y'all need to be faithful to receive and do something with it, right? And that's the part that sometimes we, we mess up. It's not enough just to come to the meeting. We have to leave with everything that was delivered at the meeting, okay? And so it's kind of like... Um, we individually, you know, need to um, prepare. And so if you had an athletic mindset, you know, this is a game. And so all week long, you've been practicing and you have a coach. Your coach's name is the Holy Spirit, right? Um, he's been working with you all week long so that you would um, do well in the game. The game is called Transfigure. Um, and so uh, I talked last week to somebody who was listening to me that my new goal is just not to impart 
amazing revelation that's off this planet. My goal is that um, you and me are transfigured, right? I want bright light, shiny, bothering people. People need sunglasses around me, transfiguration all the time. And I want people who hear me speak, uh, hear me open my mouth and something comes out of my mouth, which is the glory of God, which is life and spirit and spirit and truth. They'd hear that, receive that, and it would it would mix with the, the, the king of glory in them. And the king of glory started being um, passing through um, their spirit, through their soul, through their body, out their eyes, ears, and pores. And all of us, each time we come together, become brighter. Okay? That's my new objective for every time I come together with at least one believer. I'm actually starting to believe, trying to figure out how this can work with unbelievers too. But my goal is every encounter and encountering with every human being, which is really a spirit being, that I be changed from glory to glory. And so, um, you know, if we all start believing that, I, I think something wild is going to happen. Because I'm thinking that Peter, James, and John weren't prepped for what happened when Jesus took them into that prayer time. And you can look at Peter's response to uh, seeing Moses and Elijah. That kind of gives you a clue. They weren't ready for that kind of encounter. But we're going to be the ones that are ready. That, you know, um, in our, uh, I'm in my garage, in this bedroom off of the garage. Um, and I don't know where you guys are. But we should be believing that... Um, in, in that place, uh, whether you're in the car or your iPhone deal, in that place, that space is being filled up with uh, um, the host of heaven. And that host of those citizens, there's you know men in white linen. There there are your family members. There are there's lots of people. There are the angels that are assigned to you. The angels that are going to be assigned to you. The angels that are just watching over you. There's a whole group of angels, and there's creatures that are watching. And there's a level of of revelation that comes through you that they don't have. So they want to go places where the action is. The action is where revelation is, is flowing. This is not flowing out of my mouth. It's flowing out of your being. As you open yourself up to receive what God is saying, your spirit man releases a vibration and a frequency that those around you um, can partake in. But if you don't push it out they can't partake that makes you boring so we're not going to be boring right that's when we all do our heads up and down we're not going to be boring we're not going to be the ones that there's a book written of yeah those people didn't walk in the frequency that was available no we're going to be the ones that are releasing a new sound or frequency and a glory how's the glory going to cover the earth it's through us right there's no like glory machine that's being built that's about to be released and they're going to open up and pour it out and the glory from heaven is going to fill the earth. No, the glory that's going to fill the earth is going to come out of your belly, okay, out of your spirit. So whether we go spirits in your belly or in your back, wherever it is, it's coming. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're still warming up here, okay. So um, John 3, 7 uh, Jesus says, marvel not, don't be surprised, don't be astonished, but I'm telling you, you must all be born from above. So this is how Jesus prepped his group, right? Okay, look, um, yeah, you were born on this planet, that's good, but you're, that's not enough. You need to be born again. So John 3, 
three, which we all know about, he has to be born again. It's really in the Greek talks about being being born from above. And that word born is not just born like in you know, you know, I'm a baby and have a mom and dad thing. It's it's uh genereo, which means generated. So how how I currently understand that is every time that you step in and that you do your step in, step out, and you cross the veil, every time you go the other side, you are changed. Every time you go in, you're changed. Therefore, every time you step in by faith, you're changed by faith. The more you step, the more you're changed. The more you hang out on the other side, the more you're changed. It's like, uh, wow, four years ago or something like that, the Lord was talking to me about secondhand glory. And I thought, what in the world is secondhand glory? And he was talking about secondhand glory. It's just like secondhand smoke. There are people who, in the natural, they smoke, right? If you hang out around them, You'll get the smoke that's in their lungs will ease ooze out of their being, and you can get smoke problems because of what they do. And so when he said secondhand glory, I can hang out with people who are in the glory and get a portion of that. But it's even better when I go into his presence and hang out in his atmosphere. Whenever I spend time in his atmosphere, I'm getting some of that glory in my being, whether I know it or not. Whether I believe it or not, but I'm getting a little bit. Now, I get a little bit more if I'm believing for it. But if I'm sort of hungering for it, I can go get fully intoxicated, fully immersed, fully, fully. All the fullies um, can happen in, in that in his presence, right? So there, there's so much if we if we prepare for it and if we go for it. And uh, we're being those who are going to go for it. So we're still warming up. Um yeah, so we've we've got to be those who who um, realize that our our point of origin, our home, is not on this planet. Our home is in um, His presence. Our home, and where we abide, is is in in uh, in Him. Um, and He's sitting on the throne, and the Scripture says that uh, we're in Him, and uh, we're we're the head and the tail. We're above and not beneath. Um, so if we start believing the word, we should realize, wow, my home is there and I visit earth. My home is there and I visit my job. My home is there and I visit my family. My home is there and I'm visiting this realm. And if you would think that way, things are changing because it's not about, oh, I got to go to that job. I get to go to that job. Today, not today, yesterday was kind of fun for me. I, I had to talk to someone way up in my company. And I was thinking, okay, in this realm, she's an authority and carries some weight. But in my realm, I'm an authority and I carry some weight. Hmm, can I bring the weight that I carry into this office building, into her office space? What is going to happen if I bring my authority into her space? And so I had a little practice. And it was interesting. And I, I think in her way, she recognized what I, what I was carrying. And she said things like, because I was going in there pretty much for a raise and a way to get to a raise. And I was, I was thinking I needed to prove myself. And I was, I was about to make my pitch for who I was on paper, my wonderful resume and all my talents and skills. Before I could get there, she goes, oh, no, I know who you are. You're, 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 no, you're really good. And I'm thinking, 
How does she know that? I haven't said anything yet. I haven't, you know, blown my own horn. I need to tell you that I'm good. But I think the little bit of preparation I did of coming from a high place to a low place called Earth was much better than coming from my office across town to her office on the other side of town. And so if we were remember we're, that it's always good to come from the high place, not just come from the same place, um, things will be different. All righty. I think we're almost ready here. So the topic um, we're going to talk about um, is, you know, I guess kind of what's well, two words. Well, if it's Hebrew, it'd be two words. Um, but the first word is not Hebrew, it's Greek. So ecclesia and the ways of God. So that's the topic, right? So everything before now was just getting you prepped, right? Um, I'm more concerned with, with you, uh, again, like I said, changing and not just hearing. Because we've all been, you know, um, been places and just listened and walked away um, normal. I don't want you to be normal ever again, you know. I want you to be everything you're designed to be. So on my bus ride home today, I read a, a cool article. I think I posted it. I, I tried to. Um, but I was I was pondering this fact, and I don't know if any of you guys have done this before, and, and I would propose that you do. It's kind of hard to do this, um, but it's a nice little personal test. And um, it's... <laughs> so... We, back up one step so in this article it was talking about the reality that um um and i'm kind of paraphrasing that you know my words would be everyone's a winner you know and i'm kind of athletic so i like the olympics and if i had a gold medal i'd probably wear it all the time <laughs> and and when i had all my trophies for my my sport called football i used to polish them every weekend when i wasn't playing so if I was playing, I'd be on the field. Not playing off season, I'm polishing. <laughs> anyway, and so I had a lot of trophies. Anyway, so so in this in this article, it talked about that um, you're already a winner because um, um, because you're alive, you're a winner because it talked about something. The point of um, one out of thirty million sperm. So 30 million sperms tried to fertilize an egg, and only one of them did. And the one that did is who you are. I was like, one out of 30 million? That's amazing. I mean, that. so I was like, wait a minute. On a bad day, I've already beat out 30 million opponents, right, to be who I am. And I thought, that's kind of amazing. I, I'm, I've already won. I've won an amazing race. I was the first one to fertilize the egg. And so now I exist, right? So yay me, you know? And I thought, how many times do we, as I was yay me, me on the bus and just meditate on that for, uh, I don't know. I meditated on so much, I almost missed my stop. <laughs> it is true. And, and so I was going like, so I was the one, I was like, so and I, then I thought, wait a minute, when I, sperm number one of 30 million did the job and fertilized the egg and, you know did i get you know so that's cool i thought um okay it's cool i don't think god helped me win 
I think it was just a race, and I think he knew it was going to win, but he didn't help me win. I thought it was pretty cool. Now, the God part is when, you know, you start forming, and, you know, and he adds your spirit person, and, you know, let's not go down the path of who are you, who were you as a sperm, and who are you and your spirit man, and all that. But anyway, you come together there, right? You know, right around when there's like, I don't know, 10, 5, 1 cell, I don't know. At some point, boom, here you come, your spirit you comes in, and then you're joined with your body and your soul you. So the part of you that won the race is joined with the part of you that came from heaven, and the part of you, which is your future body, is growing, right? So there you're all there together, and you're not even microscopic size. You're, who knows, you're just you're just there all together. And that's when you all meet. That's when spirit, soul, and body meet, and you have a little conversation. Anyway, so that's the interesting thought of in that conversation. I mean, I, my wife, she, she remembers things in the womb, which boggles my mind. I'm like, what do you mean you remember being in the womb, <laughs> you know? And uh, anyway, so there's there's fun stories on that. I heard uh, who did I hear? This pastor guy who I like. He talked about the Lord saved his life in the womb. He remembers the Lord saving his life in the womb. He remembers when his mom tried to abort him by herself. You know, kind of the hanger thing, you know, whatever. And uh, he actually, the Lord helped him dodge the hanger in the womb. And he remembered that, knew that, then asked his mom about that. Mom freaked out, like, how'd you know? And he forgave her for that's as well. But anyway, so I, the, so in on the bus, I was pondering just the thought, you know, there should be some times in our life that we look in the mirror and go, you know, you really are amazing. First of all, you beat out, I don't know the number, but one minus 30 million to be here. And then... Your spirit decided to join this group, and your body grew up, and wow, you have the destiny of your parents in one hand, and you have the destiny of your earthly father in your other hand. And I and so when I was thinking that, I thought about what came immediately to mind was how uh, when when Mary was pondering Jesus, it says when when Jesus would do something, it would say in the, in the King James refer it says. And she would ponder these things in her heart. And, you know, so hopefully we're all learning things that, you know, our heart thinks and our brain thinks. And if you do some deep study on that, your brain is really just a, re, uh, uh, a reservoir for thoughts. There's not an original thought there. The original thoughts come out of your heart, which still kind of boggles my mind. But nonetheless, you know, we have all these scriptures to talk about our heart. And so what I was pondering is just the fact that, okay... Okay, God injected my spirit a long time ago. And there was my, you know, the winner of the race. Okay, all right, got this. That's amazing. God's part's amazing. God's part, my part. Okay, together. This is cool. All right, so we're we're pretty cool here. So, But when, when the Lord injected his spirit in us, that came with a, a scroll, right? So our destiny came from heaven. Meanwhile, back on planet Earth, um, when your mother's 23 chromosomes and your dad's 23 chromosomes came together, that brings to, you know not only your mom and dad's history, but all of those generations. So in one hand, you have the record from your family line, 
Okay. On the other hand, you have your record from heaven, right? And so as I was pondering that, I thought, oh my goodness. That's why some people are so confused. Some of them are looking at both records. You know, one day on Monday, they're looking at their heaven record. On Tuesday, they're looking at their family record. Um, some have de totally denied their spiritual record and just look at their family record and they're grow up to be a doctor because their dad said so or because whatever. Some some people start looking at their spiritual record, you know, after they've gone to college and time to retire and they've never been satisfied because they've never fulfilled the desires of their heart, right? Because in their heart is the desires from heaven, which they really, 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 really are called to do. And so I thought, man, we need to take time, you know, forget going to another conference. We need to ponder in our heart and see what what is really 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 what do i really desire it's almost kind of you know weird like that you know, we, because a lot of us and I, I speak for me don't take the time to find out who we are i mean you know god knows so there's some of us who've you know gone to bible school gone to three billion conferences to say, Father, tell me, and they, we go all prophetic and stuff, and we sit under apostles and prophets and stuff, and we hear the Father's view of us, right, which is cool, but do we ever dig down into our hearts to go, who, you know, it's kind of, who do I say I am, you know, we, we can find out what the Father says we are, but what did I agree to, what's my perspective of who I am, you know, and that's something we may want to go do, now, but a lot of times when we do that, we get confused and we see what our parents wanted us to be, mom or dad or grandparents, because all that's in us too, you know. And so that's where some people get carried away and go, my past lives really isn't your past life, it's your generation's past lives. And so you can tap into that and think you, you know, you can think that you're, that you are your great, 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 great. In a sense, you are, but you know, you have your own life to live. You can think about that, and the memories are true because it's all in you. Okay? Anyway, so where am I going with this? I'm going to the point of we need to live according to our heavenly record and scroll and not according to our earthly deal. And that's going to be a major change. And it's change starts with just making a choice. Wow, if there is a heavenly record, destiny for me, just start saying, I want that. I mean, that, you know, but, but just the little bit of I want that uh, will, will open a door for you to go further, right? And then there's the choices that we get of, do you really want to know who you really are? <laughs> that's kind of, you know, you know, it's kind of, well, and, and depending upon how you judge yourself, and we're all in different places, um, I'll honestly tell you, when I was, uh, I used to live in Alabama, and uh, active in my church, and in, in my group of friends, it seemed like everyone um, knew their destiny and call like really really good and when they asked me i didn't know so i would kind of lie and act like it was a secret it wasn't a secret 
Well, it was probably it was a secret for me because I'd had no clue. But I didn't tell anybody I didn't have a clue. I told everybody that it was so special I couldn't tell them. And they go, "Oh, wow, that's great." And I go, "Yeah, it really is. It's wow. I'm wow." But I had no clue. So if one day I started asking the Lord, and I think and this is just a theory. It's not a word. I think if you don't start pursuing who you are early on, the longer you take, the harder it is to to find it. It's kind of like dirt, you know, it, or like dust. You know, if you don't dust off something, it really piles up. If you're not walking your calling that you know early on, if you're not focused on it, it gets fuzzier and fuzzier. But if you're focused on it, you know what it is. It's clear. But if you don't know what it is, and you know you can't just like at all right so i'm gonna wait 20 years and on 20 years from now i'm gonna start walking for the lord it ain't that easy it's supposed to be but it ain't because you have all the stuff between you and who you are so we got to really pursue it because your life is hidden in him you know and it's hidden for your benefit um not you know it's not it's not a temptation type deal it's a, it's for your benefit anyway so I'm trying to find the scripture. That's really good. It's in Matthew, I think. Matthew. Is it Matthew? It is Matthew. And what's this have to do with the ecclesia?